the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. This is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. I get on the train at 7.30 and I don't get home till like 6.15 earliest. I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like, I literally get off. It's pitch black. Like, I don't have energy. How do you have friends? Like, how do you have time to, like, meet, like, a guy? I don't know. Like, how do you have time for, like, dating? Like, I don't have time for anything. And I'm, like, so stressed out. And I'm When I was working 40, 50 hours a week, I was a fucking machine. Like, I had this shit so fucking dialed in. Like, my social life was fine. I was working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cooking. Like, it was fucking great. So, I do know that, like, it can be done. However, yeah. just because I can do it at 40, 50 hours, I think that we all need to sit back and look at whether or not that's healthy, whether or not that's conducive, whether or not that's how it should be. We don't sit back and think about what, what what's conducive to the human experience, right? And I think a lot of the people like challenging her about how she feels on those situations are like, well, I did it. So like you can do it too. And not thinking about whether or not they should have had to do it. That's the conversation that I think videos like what that young lady posted need to prompt and not like, oh, well, I did it so you can do it too. And I'm saying that as a person who's done that and more. It's a red flag. Uh, so, you know, Alvin, it's, it's your show today. And you know, Damn, it is. You want, you know, well, well, shit, today. man. Okay, cool. Yeah. Welcome to waving the red flag. Okay, we all are. right, there we go. Okay, yeah, cool. man. Jumping right in okay, this bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, I mean, man, there's no a little of a cold open. <laughs> no lube. <laughs> you know? It's Saturday night. <laughs> you know, raw, raw and unfiltered. You know what I'm saying? Like, there we go. You know? Let's go after dark. Yeah. Yeah. TRF you know, uncut. 100%, you know? So, just, just introducing us, we are, you know, just in case you didn't know where you were, again, waving the red flag, we are one of the podcasts of all time. Right here. Um, right here. You know, nothing more, nothing less. You know, <laughs> giving you what you need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like I, am, I mean, wait, what's the what's the little writing? This nigga just keeps saying the, random shit. This nigga just <laughs> he, he just yeah. I tell you, yeah, he's like, fault, like, like yeah, man, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man, fucking one hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah, motherfucker, like you know, like, <laughs> we out here, we out here, Corella Deville type <laughs> shit. <laughs> Lion Witch in the wardrobe or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's us, yeah, man. man. It's like the Lion, the Witch, and the wardrobe. It's like the fucking Dunkin' Donuts reward program, right? It's like you keep stamping that's and true. you keep. <laughs> you get a free donut. That's who we are. We're the free donut and with the previous donuts that you bought. A baker's dozen over here. What well, going? Yeah. So, so oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm Alvin. Uh, we got Eddie Button. Uh, and we got Josh. We, uh, I'm going to talk to you about some some cool shit, hopefully, uh, this podcast. Uh, I have no idea what the topics are. I have not looked at them at all, so we're going to do this shit live for real. Um, no. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Movie magic. You know, you know fuck it. We do it live. <laughs> said, nah, nigga, nah, nah. Let these, let these niggas got there awkward, sit here awkwardly and watch me pull up a topic. <laughs> Just fumble. See how this shit done. So first of all, niggas, I wasn't going to pull up shit. I was going to crowdsource. So I was going to look directly at Josh. Um. After, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think we should talk about? <laughs> what is, that's what the real. That's well, what the Josh, real hosts do. That's what the host of all time have always done. Mm, mm. No, that's what real leaders do. You just delegate shit. I got you, my nigga. That's you crowdsource. You, 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 you have your you have your aces in places, right? So you 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 look at yeah. your SMEs mm. in any given situation mm. and say, "What do you think?" Small to medium enterprises. What is that? Subject, subject oh, matter experts. Oh, oh. oh my fault. <laughs> See, because I thought he was just saying SMEs, yeah. not SMEs. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I figured it was like. I was like, know, oh, I'm like, a SME. No, you, 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 say, you, say, you say SMEs as well. We deep with mm. these. Mm -hmm. 
me and all the Brodies. Mm, I tell you, on those cor- good old corporate calls, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm actually not the SME on this one. I could have just been saying, oh, I'm not the SME on this yeah, one. Yeah, they would have they yeah. known what you was talking about. They know, they, they know that. Mm. They know the lingo. It's kind of it's thuggish. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Oh, well, all right, well, shoot, man. Me and Eddie kind of got into it earlier. You want to dive right on into that real Bro, quick since we found out online... the Cheesecake Factory lady is faking. <laughs> of course. Psyop black woman here. Yeah. Everything is a psyop. On Cheesecake Factory. She's the community one cheesecake skit at a time. The way I'm seeing, like, other Cheesecake Factory, like, things referenced, like, would you, could I take you to Cheesecake? Like, it, oh, you know what? Not to get too conspiratorial. <laughs> this whole, <laughs> this whole thing. Cheesecake Factory commercial. It's all Cheesecake Factory, like mm. top down. They paid her. They created the situation. Now it's a bunch of pick me women and like broke niggas being like, "No, nah, Cheesecake Factory is the number one first date spot." And it's like, you think? Oh they're my not god! Get you know, that? I haven't had Cheesecake Factory <laughs> in so long. <laughs> this, this, this shit. This nigga said yeah, Cheesecake maybe. Factory is the number one first date spot. <laughs> Because it who is. the fuck was thinking about Cheesecake Factory before all this shit popped off? This shit probably okay. doubled their sales. And this nigga Josh was like, right. I mean, he, I, he, he's not wrong, man. You know? Nigga, I went to Cheesecake Factory with a little something something last week. <laughs> was, was it because of that video? You like It was you know, planted in my mind subconsciously. <laughs> Bro, Cheesecake Factory is good, Yo, man. what was they, her response? They, what was her mean, response when she found out y'all was going to the Cheesecake Factory? She like, oh my God, I fucking love Cheesecake yeah. Factory. Was it a test? Yeah, was it a bruh. test? She was down. She was happy. Ten toes, my nigga. Okay. Ten toes down, bro. And let me tell you, they they make an excellent old-fashioned. Mm. I've never drank at a Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake. Like, that's a, that's that's a good tip. wild to me, but mm-hmm. fair. Damn. Hell yeah. I don't like Cheesecake like that, though. Oh. To die for. Mm, cheesecake is delicious. Okay, yeah. I think I just have trauma around it. Like I agree. Like did the cheesecake hit you in the face? But in a in a in a manner was it speaking, bigger than you? In a manner, of speaking, it mm. and it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been laying hands on a much smaller man. It was a it was a very large piece of cheesecake. That's not gonna make sense to anybody that hasn't watched the live, but. <laughs> It's plug, a plug, 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 it's plug, 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 plug. That was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Join the Patreon. I was talking bad shit. Cheesecake just all off on me. And I was like, really? You hit the little guy? <laughs> you want to get those kind of references? Nah, you got to. You got to. You got to. You got to tap in. You got to join the premium community, baby. If you want to, if you want to really know what's going on, if you want to really be tapped into the culture. No, man. Like, like when I was when I was young, like you know how like in those in like medium, like upper middle, medium, not upper middle, medium, medium middle, middle class families. Sometimes you have that second fridge that you're putting like frozen meats and shit in. Oh, the deep freezer. The deep freezer. Yeah. So we had the deep freezer in the in the in the garage, and I don't know what the fuck my dad like did like occupation wise but he would just randomly have like just like pounds and pounds of like a random thing that he somehow like i don't know it fell off the back of a truck or he hit a lick and got like a bunch of steaks and some or some shit and then that was a food plug he he must have had a food plug so one day it was it was a it was a summer back in the the the, like the mid 2000s some shit like that and he somehow got probably like 57 Sara Lee cheat like frozen cheesecakes stuffed them all into the freezer for the next probably three months that was the only <laughs> dessert we had 
which like cheesecake is good, but cheesecake every meal back to back for an entire summer kind of ruins your fucking Any, summer. Anything, so I really don't fuck cheesecake. Like dead ass anything yeah. back to back for fucking three months yeah. straight. I don't want that shit no more. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's so what my mom did with me uh, and Popeyes. Oh man, that's like, crazy yeah. to have Popeyes ruined for you because Popeyes is wonderful. But actually, you know what? I take that yeah. back. Popeyes and churches. I don't know if churches still exist. It does. Worst, worst fried. Yeah. Worst. You fried tripping? Chicken. You tripping? Popeyes is the best fast food fried chicken from like a, from like a non chicken sandwich perspective. Like I'm saying, like I can get okay. a better chicken yeah, sandwich okay. or like better this chicken is, tender somewhere. But I if I want like a breast, see and Miss Winners. Okay. Also, like if we're <laughs> we're including defunct brands, Miss Winners, as I've said many times on this podcast, I actually agree with you. Of all so I actually agree with yeah. you. But you can't find okay. a Mrs. Winners, you know. Yeah. Okay. Understood. KFC got the best bread. What type of bread does KFC have? It, it, bro, you drunk as fuck, like, man. It's that uh, breading. breading. Oh, breading? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Breading. Oh. Yeah. I may like fuck stuffing? with that one. At least from I may fuck with that one. Oh, you mean, I haven't I ain't had on the so chicken. Long. Oh, okay. I, see. I may I may yeah, fuck yeah, with okay. that one. Yeah. Also, I'm in Kentucky, so it's a little bit better here, in my opinion. Oh, oh shit. They, they fried that chicken in goddamn can this nigga know the colonel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the colonel's racist. I feel like I wouldn't want to know that guy. Yeah, me, me and the colonel. You know, time is a flat circle. In a past life, we were we were cool. Mm-hmm. We were sure. all. Alvin gave him the eleventh ingredient. Hey, uh, yeah, pause. Yeah. <laughs> what? See, that wasn't even a. Pause. I don't know. <laughs> now you got to explain that one. Now you got. Now we putting you on the spot. I don't know. I'm sorry. That was problematic of me. I apologize. I know, man. No, you got to break that one down for me. You got to, if Johnny has six apples, that one that one for me, bro. Like, what the fuck is going on? Man? I don't know what my thinking even was. I think somehow, like, like something about giving him the special ingredient just sounds, I don't know. It sounded like it's something that you're not supposed to eat. I don't know. Oh, my God. This nigga's going to make everything a pause after this point. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sorry. I, yeah, I'm just, you know. Yeah, man, I'm just telling it's a story. Possible you know, deniability. I, was, I, don't know. I was with my homeboy and I dapped him up and Eddie's like, pause. That just sounds yeah. like he just did <laughs> Everything is I saw Damn. I saw on a on a podcast somebody was talking about how like as a guy, you kind of can't be like you can't do anything cozy. That's such a good point. Can men get fucking cozy? <laughs> Can we stop pretending everything needs to be tough? I have six freaking pillows, a weighted blanket, AC a bumping, Twizzlers in my in my side drop. It's true. Why do yes. men want to? Do you think it's like if you're cozy, then it means it's like you're too comfortable and there's something feminine? Is there something feminine about being cozy? You can't get up and fight someone instantly. <laughs> because you're too comfortable. Imagine a shooter breaks in. Right. Your weighted blanket. Like you can't you can't move. I'll maybe put the clip up because it was Liz Plank who I want to have on this pod at some point and uh, another comedian who I also want to have on. And they were like, it's because tactically, if you're too cozy, if some shit pops off, you're not ready to to go into action mode. If you're up underneath your covers and shit, somebody trying to break into the house, you're not ready with the toolie. You're fucking fumbling and bumbling trying to get out of the situation. Sound like, that good. sound like an unprepared nigga, man, because when I say I is ready, I mean I am ready. Okay, so even in the hot tub, in the tub with the bubble bath, you got the tulip ready to go. Is that Bro, the if idea? Somebody, if somebody come in my spot right now, I got like one of them fucking Bluetooth like buttons that like I press and like gun? the fucking and, fu- and the fucking like like gun safe like right here just like fucking pops the fuck out. That's okay. Home Alone. Okay, it's basically that. <laughs> I know it was like that. Was this bitch. <laughs> when I bought the shit, that was kind of like the it was, some, it was on some fucking Inspector Gadget type <laughs> shit. This nigga Alvin talked. This nigga Alvin got a whole security system. Secure. <laughs> Pop the trunk on him. Goddamn <laughs> shit. Just start <laughs> opening up. Out of nothing.
There's, there's also like fucking like barn door apparatus. There's fucking broken glass and fucking like Legos just like waiting right there so that they step on the shit after I, you know, forcibly remove their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> paint, paint cans, fucking like. Oh shit! Pipe bombs awesome. and shit. No, but but real Rick. Yeah, but like yeah, but like serious business. Like I think that like. So I get that that was done, uh, you know, at least the the context that I'm getting in is that was done for comedic effect, uh, and I and I laughed. So so kudos to him. But it's like I think that that's a really piss poor reason because you can 100 percent be prepared, snuggled up. I think the bathroom is probably where I'm most vulnerable. Being frank, like I don't like I don't have oh, guns yeah. in my, in either of my. Oh bathrooms. yeah, because you and you're slip. You're very slippery, and you're. I feel like being naked in general is just a less I tactically advantage. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like if somebody grabs well, on you, it's easier to break skin, and you know. Oh, I would have to disagree just a little bit because if you're willing to get a little strange, that could actually disarm the other person. That is true. Like if you're not, if you're comfortable, if you can actually be comfortable in your own nudity and and utilize that and weaponize it, that's a fact, bro. Like just start slinging your dick around at them, like no, if you're hard. If you got a, the hard dick oh, kind of fight, you get hard, bro. That's a yeah. threat. Like, yeah, I'm coming. Like, why are you hard right now? Like, how no. is this? How is this exciting you? No. You gotta have. You, you gotta be careful Whoa. though, because it's a lot of it's a lot of ban- it's a lot of robber robber bandits, and like, you might be offering a good time. And I feel like you gotta True be careful. That. It's it's a it's a but, of dice. But so you think about this though, like if he if, if say say for instance he mm. end up liking you and wanting you, then you, you could catch him off guard. Bite his dick off, I, that was, snap that's his what I was dick off, and exactly through your anal cavity. You know what I'm that's saying? True. Like you could fuck snap him right up. off. Yeah, I, I feel like the average heterosexual man doesn't have the like the pelvic floor muscles to really snap a dick in his butthole. The mm. fact that you like approach that with any level of academic thought is is just world class at work. I just want to let you know that I, pre- yes. I approach everything with academic thought. The, the way you do enough. anything is the way you do everything. Kanye said that. The fact that you approach that as a gentleman and a exactly scholar. you approach that with a level of academic professionalism rigor. and academic rigor, mm-hmm. you know, just worthy of a modern day Walter Cronkite, and that's that's phenomenal. Mm. Mm. Nope. I like Surprise. that Eddie Walter Cronkite. I think that is that fits that tracks. I like you that. know. That's- yeah. I will be publishing that in uh, in Science Journal later this year. Thank you. I mean, yeah, but we got hella off topic though. Did we? we this cheesecake factory Did shit we? apparently fake. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, super, yeah, super fake. <clears throat> oh, like legitimate? Are you saying it's fake? Like, did, is that verified? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's of course it's fake, man. Y'all don't like every time I say some a video, one of these skits or videos. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my okay, god, yeah. I can't believe she did well on the date. I can't believe this happened. Or oh my god, the Uber driver didn't tip, and then they tried to get inside the house. And I'm like, this is fake. Every time I'm right, I've never been wrong one time. I, I agree. I just didn't know if we had like official evidence that th- that this was definitively a sign. I would love it if we had it, but I but I do agree with both of you. I, I think it's fake or planned, yeah. rather. You know, it's confirmed. Way. Like about a week ago. Where they were the two, well, those two folks were on someone's podcast, and I thought that was weird as fuck. Yeah, like, why are y'all doing a podcast? I just didn't click into mm-hmm. it because I'm like, okay, so like the thing, I was like, okay, that probably was fake. Mm-hmm. Then I just immediately went on about my day and something yes. else. Totally, I didn't even think nothing else about it. But yeah, but that's weird though. Like as a black woman, but to be I fair, mean, she trying to level, level the playing field. But to be fair, it wasn't a, it wasn't a black man that she was with. And that's even that's all the more okay. like that's less worth Explain that. like slight slightly it's not again it's like a, you know you oh. still you punching a small man is still bad or a big man is still bad whatever type of situation cop the patreon but i feel like in this <laughs> situation 
like going to complaining about the Cheesecake Factory date of of a non-black man is like slightly less worse than if he was black, I guess. So, um, still bad. Still bad. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so the image is now okay. So black women aren't just uh, difficult to deal with t- to their own, but just everybody. Uh, <laughs> Be careful because those sisters. Also, oh, let me tell it's you, it's also one of those things where, and I, and I talk about this all the time. Let's say even if it wasn't. You know, if it's true, if it's real, yeah. if it was true, who like it? It it's it's one of those things that is so divorced from the reality of dating that like I kind of don't like like I kind of didn't care to even investigate. I was like, oh, this is one of those things that like people only care about on on Twitter. Like I'm I'm moving right. on. It could be ignored any regardless. Yeah. I I think I'm of the same thinking that it's like this, this you know, piece of even if it's real, this is mostly to be ignored because it's only being boosted because it feeds into the fears, paranoias, and narratives of a particular subset of the internet, a lot of which are like kind of disaffected men. Yes. Like that's what all of it, that's why all of this content blows up because of this and all of this fake content gets made because it, you, it's, it's anger bait. Like people like, like the reason, because I think Josh, you asked like, why would she do this? Or why would people make this kind of content? Because it blows up because people want to hate watch this kind of shit. Yeah. Or, and they, and they use it as a, as a springboard to kind of say other stuff. And often, exactly. often, and not, enti- not entirely, by the way, because there is a subset of women that kind of latches onto it to kind of say niggas ain't shit. And agree. But yeah, yeah. by and large, it is the insult community that like latches onto that and say like, "See, they don't want to get to know me. They just want to use me for a meal." And like, you know, like they use that as a springboard to kind of get their emotions and their anger like forefront. And also, and it usually doesn't even have a lot to do with that individual circumstance. It's it's their whole kind of insult kind of history just coming out and being late to bear using that as a as a springboard for that kind of but. That that shit don't happen like no. that by and large. Hmm. I will say, okay, yes. I agree with you. I agree with you. Just to add a little caveat Let's to go. it, you know, pick back on little, it. Just a little devil's advocate. Hmm. That shit does happen though. Yeah. Like there are yeah. legit women out there that do do shit like that, think like that. I've met them. I live in Atlanta. Like you know, what okay. I'm saying him. Like yes, by and large, but it's like yo, it's still like enough people to where. It's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon that we commented on. It's it's one it's one of it's one of those things where like yeah yeah like anything that you can name probably happens. Anything that the average person can think of outside of like sci fi shit more than that probably saying it's a pattern. I would I would I would I would I would argue I would argue that it's I would argue that it's not. I would argue that Josh is in I will argue that Josh is in a space geographically. And attractiveness wise that he's probably dealing with a subset of women that makes it an oversample sized like effect. Right. So he's probably dealing with the caliber of woman uh, where like that's not the mm, av- that's not the average woman. Not to not to big your head up right. too much. Josh. Too many baddies. But again, my, Josh, with, my, bitches ain't, my, my bitches ain't your ordinary ordinary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like so like <laughs> it's expensive you, up here in the penthouse suite. So exactly. You know, you live in the life that Josh is living. Yeah. You're going to get oversampled on point. something like that. It's like it's like if I'm a woman and I only and I only fucking date like basketball players because that's the that's the no. sect I'm in. Like mm. your experience is going to be different than the average fucking like american that's true because okay that's real now let me ask you a question josh of the because you've we've we've been actively dating like or at previous points in the past we've been actively dating at the same time i guess my question is because you always are like in awe of the fact that this kind of thing hasn't historically been an issue for me my question is the women that you've seen me be with would you be interested in them vaguely is the question oh i think that's the question you see what i'm saying 
Mm. I saw. I, 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 I seen. I seen one or two now. Okay. Okay. Well, what's the percentage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, brother, I, I, you secretive I, as fuck. So it ain't like I seen like a lot all of them. Yeah. Okay. But, true. True. Yeah. Man, I, I would say about a good at least forty percent. Maybe. Okay. Okay. From the okay. ones I can, from the ones I can remember oh, seeing, I would yeah. say like forty percent. Okay. 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 That's not. But yeah. Which means sixty percent. Cool. No. <laughs> so that's a big yeah. damn math. Woo. Oh. Ooh, hey, this nigga's academic as fuck. Oh, I add them up. <laughs> I add them up. Hey, yes, sir. You take a quarter, you make two. a quarter, quarter put that you know? together, that'll make a half. Quarter brick, half a brick, whole brick. Hey, you know, that type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get this gift to my children. Shit. I'm mm. billionaire Eddie. That's what they call me. No living yeah. wages. Eddie, no. Eddie okay. over platinum, man. Eddie over platinum. Yeah, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. Eddie, Eddie over palladium. Look at that. That's that was a that was a that was a real smart joke for the nerdy for the nerdy listeners. Yes, everybody else, Apparently everybody else looked podcast. that up. Everybody else looked that up. I didn't know this. I thought we were We're a nerd park podcast. I thought we were a real nigga podcast, but it turns out we are a dork mm. podcast. One hundred percent dork podcast. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I dork, don't we're, mm. we're we're a dork alpha male red pill conspiracy sigma male podcast. That's Femme that's how I that's how I describe yeah. us. Okay. That's how I describe us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. We're right wing, left wing, uh, neo fascist uh, progressives. We're dorks that get pussy. Uh, pussy dork. <laughs> okay, so sixty percent of the women that you see me with, ugh, in your in your opinion, you I'm, you I'm maybe. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next. <laughs> in maybe your world is like exaggerated. Towards a particular kind slash caliber, if you want to say, of women, do you think he's, that he's only that's the case? Baddies. Or yeah, I don't think I ever dated it like an Atlanta, like an Atlanta baddie. I don't think I ever even knew. Well, I, I I don't either. I, I'm not attracted yeah. to those type of to, okay, types okay, of women. Yeah. So you know, I don't hmm. paint me with a false hmm. narrative of what's actually going on. Hmm. But see, that's the thing. I don't know what Alvin is thinking. Bad, it's interesting. Bad, might be two uh, different things. Interesting, uh, what, Joshua. What, 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 Alvin, what was <laughs> what a, interesting, Joshua? That was Look, a real. I know say something. My bad and your bad might be two different things. Of course. Well, but it's yeah. also like a mentality, or like a. It's like the, you know, you know a real Atlanta bad bitch when you see one, like how they dress, their mentality. Like yeah. it's easy to spot. Mm-hmm. I'm not into that. Like I like I like cute girls. I like pretty girls, but they not into the bad bitch, uh, lifestyle or aesthetic. And or they still don't want to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, Nick. See, like, no, nah, that's if you ain't gonna bust it down with me at the Cheesecake Factory, you ain't gonna bust it down to, uh, with me and uh, goddamn uh, Nobu, like, you know, 10 years down the line when I'm just doing that shit on the humbug. Exactly. So, my thing is just like, if you don't love me I'm at kinda, my Cheesecake Factory, you do not deserve me at frontline courtside seats. Mm-mm. 100% mm-hmm. front, like, frontline overall, seats. Overall, though. <laughs> <laughs> Right on the battlefield. Front line. Yep. Yep. Right on NBC News. Dateline. Yep. Just yep. there. Right there. Israel, um, Hamas. These are the best seats in the house. Awful. Um, <laughs> yes. Please cut that one. <laughs> Wait. Please cut that one. I'm not making like light, lighter. It's a, I don't think that's fucked up. Yeah, man. A, I yeah. think we can leave. I'm fine. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, you probably safe to leave it. But I mean, yeah, okay. one one point four million. Displaced. Like, oh, that so crazy. One point four million displaced, man. <laughs> yeah, joke. but I'm not saying that that's not the case. It's still free Palestine. We did a whole episode about it. I'm just saying, like, you know, we said front line, and I tied those two things together. Ten four, ten four. You're the you're the button here. Well, look, I 
I just want to make sure I'm not doing nothing irresponsible. Like I'm happy to take it if I make the joke. I'm, I'm happy to put it on me. I just don't want to put a negative idea out there in the world that makes it harder for Palestinian like justice. It's basically what my question is. Gotcha. And I, and if, I think if the, it's not that risk, I, think, I don't mind being. I think the fact that shit. you're that you're thinking about it that critically, I think you know, I, I appreciate that personally. Okay. As a representative of the Palestinian people, fair enough. As a representative of, of moral obligation on this podcast, we are the we are the number one moral obligation podcast in the world and the universe. That's true. Trolley problem type beat. That's us. Everything we say is one hundred percent serious. I've never joked on this podcast once. Everything you never seen me to tell a joke. Yeah, everything I say should be taken literally. Motherfuckers 100%. is laughing, but it ain't shit funny. Mm-hmm. Every day on this mm-hmm. podcast, real shit mm-hmm. only. Talk y'all shit. Talk y'all shit, bro. It's only real no talk, jokes, real business. No laughter, no games. Business is but, something that I stand on. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm to, standing right now. This is this is standing around that whole thing. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, Josh. Same. I'm sorry. And this floor is made out of these. Are, <laughs> this floor is made out of business. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. I, I 100 percent apologize. I know I fucked that up. Yeah. Oh, you're good. You know I love you. Um. Yeah, gotcha. So, but yeah, like. I don't date women like that, so I, I don't know how y'all view my dating uh, life. Mm-hmm. But what I get at is, I come from like I guess like a, a school of thought where it's like, oh my god, like you should court a you should court a woman and treat her treat her right, you know, treat her good. But you, the man, should always pay for the first date and da 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 da. Like you know, what I'm saying you just try to do the right thing to do, and I like nice shit myself. Mm-hmm. And but I'm not going to like super fancy whatever. But you know my dates. I haven't had a bad date, and God knows how long. Okay. But you know it's it's Real the talk. thing of, hey, this shit costs money. It does add up. Um, but it's not like these women that I date also <laughs> never like chip in and don't you know like offer to pay or like sometimes pay or whatnot. What I like them to do a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But again. Most of like most of them definitely have like chipped in, paid some shit, done some shit for me. Like it ain't just like completely one sided. Hmm. Okay. I I will say I I do agree that you should be trying to put your best foot forward on your first date. You're trying to impress somebody. I don't necessarily think that that has to be. If you're creative enough and if you're dealing with the right type of person, I don't necessarily think that that involves that you have to spin your way to creativity, right? Like you don't have to always. Go to the world's greatest restaurant. All the kinds. I've I've had phenomenal dates by by taking somebody to like a hole in the wall spot that they never would have went to otherwise. Like I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Like you take them to you take them to a hood fucking you know fish fry joint and they're like oh my god it's like mm. a field it's like a field trip oh before. shit yeah like oh, um <laughs> you take away from it out slumming wow it's like a safari this motherfucker's dating prince oh my god i know don't, pre- don't pretend <laughs> like you don't fucking jasmine like a whole new world don't pretend like you don't like you ain't never played that car eddie like you ain't fucking took somebody to the west side on some shit anyway but Maybe. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. See, right. Exactly. Boom. Oh my God, it's so realistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they actually live like this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so I do, I do think you can, especially, especially if you're in a major city. I think it gets more difficult if you're in certain areas, but in a major city, there's a lot of stuff that you can do creatively that's fairly low cost that can show that you put forth a lot of effort and planning into the day. And I do think that that's important. I, I do think that. On some level, even though there are some women that are down for that, I do think it's a little bit kind of weird to suggest, even from 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 the perspective of you should be trying to impress 
and from the perspective of your own personal safety, if you're like a guy, you're like, just come over to my house and watch Netflix. Like nobody's fucking coming over to my house the first time, even though I know it happens. Um, you know, that's people are people are not pe- dangerous. Yeah, but I think about it. Yeah, yeah, but even even then, you know, Forever it happens all the time. Like I talked about it online right after this drop. Like people are are fucking on the first day and they're not fucking going to hotels. They're going to somebody's house. It happens. Blah blah. Hell yeah. But but once you like get to a certain point where like, hmm, once you get to a certain point where it's pretty obvious that you got a little bit of money, like people aren't trying to like fleece you on that. Like people can't fleece you on that kind of shit, right? Like nobody's gonna tell me like, hmm. like I'm not I'm not insecure about what I have and what I can do, hmm. so I'm not gonna particularly be like vexed when somebody online or in person or if somebody's like, oh, I don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. If you want to go to Cheesecake Factory, I'm like, cool. I'm pretty I'm pretty non plazed yeah. on on that level of like shaming of like habit and that kind of stuff because like my 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 kind of status, at least in current state, which could change at any given point, which I'm aware, it's it's not um you know, it's not pretty it's not long term guaranteed, but right now, like I'm pretty I'm pretty fine. But which way are you leaning though? Which what like is it like if she says she doesn't want to go to Cheesecake Factory, you're like, Oh, okay, cool, we'll go somewhere else. I'll take you to Nobu or like if she Good question. Like, oh, Good nah, question. I didn't clarify. Yeah, like, home. yeah, like, if you don't want to go, if you don't want to like, like, do that, like, I'm willing to have a conversation on like where you actually want to go, but I'm not just gonna go somewhere else just because you want to like do something else for clout. Like, if you like prefer another restaurant because you don't like Cheesecake Factory, because just being frank, I, I kind of don't like Cheesecake Factory. So I, so like, I'm. Hey, I, the food was not that great. Yeah. But, so I don't. So I don't. I don't like the food at Cheesecake Factory. Like I like. Right. I like the cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory. So if she wants to go somewhere else, that's cool. But if she's coming at me because she doesn't like it, but if she's coming at me like you should spend more money on a date, I'm kind of like, eh, we're not compatible. No, I don't think so. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I think I completely disagree with the initial premise because I feel like a first date should be the lowest effort, least creative shit ever. Like I don't know you, lady. Like this is this is a two way interview essentially. So it's like, and don't get me wrong, it should have some level of romance to kind of give the building blocks for a potential cute romantic first date story. But it should be like effortful, thoughtful dates is something that you do with someone that you give a fuck about. I I literally do not know you, lady. Like we can have a picnic in the park, which, you know, that's a a, a cute potential story, but it's, in my view, a low effort situation. No, so we can go to a nice little hole in the wall bar or whatever. It's like there's a. I agree. There's a floor to what the experience yeah, should be like. And I think I think we're on the same extent. page. Yeah. I think we're on the same not, page. When I say yeah. when I say when I say effort, I don't mean I don't mean maximum effort. Yo, okay. I, I don't I don't yeah. I don't mean that I'm booking a private helicopter and like we're finna fucking like you know like right we're not hot air ballooning on no first date. I'm I saying do not know you. I'm yeah. Sa- yeah I'm saying I can sit down and map out like we can go we can go to this event for pay or for free again if you're in a if you're in a major city there's lots of free really cool events that you can go to at any given point we can go to a mm-hmm. you know we can go to a spot that has good food whether or not that's expensive or not yeah. is is based on like what i'm feeling what she's feeling like all that kind of stuff but we can go to a spot that has good food i can think about that and i can think about an activity where we can like usually converse like i think you know like a lot of people like mm-hmm. land on like a dinner and a movie kind of situation and you know you're not going to get to know anybody in in the 2 hours that you're spending in a movie for example so i think i think well, some bare some bare minimum baseline floor effort should be expected on the first date mm-hmm. but i do agree with you that it it shouldn't be like your maximum like ball out of control yeah full playbook i would say it's the shit. minimum amount of effort that i would put into like an event that i'm doing with like a friend like cool, we're going. We, we want to check out a bar together. Or we want to go. Like we got some people together. We want to go, you know, do a little picnic or that kind of. It's like 
it's enough that this is a, a decent experience in yes. and of itself is kind of what I would aim for. Well, see, Eddie, you a little bit of a bad bitch yourself, though, bro. That's a fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? You was like, you know what I'm saying? If I go to a bar, like, I'm not just going for the drinks. Like, we got to eat. Like, you're That's not just going to go out just for you the also, drinks, You know? also uh, yeah, send me a about, biscuit baddie. That's you, a fact. You also send me about aesthetic, too, man. So you're going to be like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a nice man. little hole in the wall. It's no, great man, Art I'm, Deco, you know, vibes. You also, you also some like, you also some like NYC yeah. clout guy type shit. You're like, yeah, man, we're just gonna do a little something simple. We're gonna go to kind of regards. Wanna be my muse? <laughs> this would be great on you. It'd be Bella Hadid in no time. ASAP. You know ASAP? No. Rocky? Ooh. You know I like the other girls. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Pete Davidson invited me to Emirata's divorce party. And fucking check out this yeah. um this gala tonight. I know the chef. <laughs> Tasting menu tonight. Just a, you know, you min minimum, minimum effort. Minimum <laughs> minimum effort. Just minimum effort, yeah. Minimum oh, great. It's great. I know some of the it's artists crazy, there. Though. It's good, yeah. This it's yeah. Yeah. I just got back from Tokyo a with a little Uzi. There's a couple of secret menu items that uh, as a matter of fact, I think we can get into the kitchen. Let's uh, let's go back there. Yeah. 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 You know, I actually didn't ride on his private jet. I actually rode first class back, so you know. I'm, re I'm, like, I'm pretty modest. I'm pretty, pretty regular, like you guys. We like yeah, to keep it regular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you well, guys. Most girls do be down <laughs> for like just. The, most girls do just be down for like almost whatever. Like as long as like you cool, you show them a good time. They have a good, you know, like you got good conversation, good energy. You make them laugh. Effort, man. They be down. For, effort. That's what they yeah. want. They want effort. Yeah, that's that's the effort. I mean, look. Rule number one: be attractive. The rest of the shit don't matter. Like that's it. Cap. I done seen some ugly niggas with some. I, no, no, no. I don't mean ways. physically. I don't mean physically. Yeah. I just oh, mean be attractive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do, and I, and I know we've had this conversation before, Eddie. I do think that like after a certain kind of woman, that everybody that approaches them is attractive, so it gets harder. Um, mm. but in general, I agree. I agree with that thesis. When you playing, oh. when you playing in the field that Josh playing in, you know all the yeah, 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 yeah. all all you know everybody that approached them motherfuckers. Is, He's competing with basketball players. Yeah, you're right. So that's yeah. you gonna have a hard time. It's like you can go out you with Josh, and you can, or you can hit up you know fucking DeAndre Hunter or something from the Hawks tonight. You know, one or the other. Like which one? I mean, look, when I take him to Taco Mac, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> this is pretty evident from this. This this is how, this how it's gonna go, baby. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of wanted to talk about that's like a uh, struggle of your first job shit because I feel like it's been a lot of oh. if, if y'all are if y'all are interested in it. Yeah, I'm interested in in I, whatever you're interested in, but pause. Okay, appreciate you. I like yeah. what you like, boss. <laughs> there we go, Alvin. Here we go. Love to see it. Welcome to the club, my friend. Pause. Um, I feel uh. like th th this idea of like a bunch of stuff coming up about like work-life balance and cost of living crisis and like too many work hours and all this. I feel like I keep seeing content about it and it's just like kind of reaching like a bit of a fever pitch. Where we're making more money than we've ever made and we are literally the brokest we've ever been. Brokest we've ever brokest been. Brokest, 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 brokest we've ever been. And if you told me a few years ago that $80,000 a year was not gonna be enough for a family of four. I make more than what I made back in 2015. But I am still literally living paycheck to paycheck. I have to work 60 hours a week and make $80,000 a year to make ends meet. That's insane. Financially, I just, I don't understand anymore. I don't understand how I make $34 an hour and I can't function. What is the point? What, what, am, I, what am I working for? 
What have I got two jobs for? What am I going to school for? Because it feels like there's no winning this rut race and I'm still gonna be struggling no matter what I do. They are literally stripping us dry with these fucking rent, food, utility, house, car, everything the fuck is expensive. Everything has gone up at least 40 fucking percent. And I related to those videos too. Yeah. Because like I'm making more money than I've ever made. I remember thinking like five years ago or whatever, like, yo, if I remember thinking like, yo, if only I made the X amount of money, the money I'm making now, like, oh my God, I'd be straight. Nigga, I'm it's still like almost, bro, like it's still almost paycheck to paycheck. Damn near. Like it's hard to save. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say because yeah, because because like cost of living is going way faster than your like increase in wage. I saw somebody say she was like, "I'm making more than I ever made. I'm making eighty grand a year, and I still can't afford any fucking thing." So, I I will say that's crazy. No, go ahead. I will say that in I would just no, go ahead, Jess. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I will say. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't Wait, say go ahead. I said I, I started. I started talking, and then I stopped in the middle of a sentence, and that might have been interpreted as me saying go ahead, but I didn't say go ahead. No, you literally said the words "go ahead" and "go ahead." Talking. This motherfucker be gas Run the tape. tape. Run the tape back, bro. I want to run all the tape back too. No, go ahead. I will say that in. No, go ahead. Your run of tape back is not flawless, bro. Like, you oh, it's not. So, I so I'm, I'm dead I, before you go into what you're gonna say, Josh, I will just caveat that I'm prop. I, I went back and listened to some uh, run the tape back. What you call it? I'm like sixty percent. I'm not. I'm not bad and flawless. I, whatever. Okay. I give you forty five. I give you forty five okay. max. I'm sixty. I'm about sixty percent. But go ahead, Josh. Okay. Look, I thought that nigga was about to say a hundred. No, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. That's that's a hey, that, that does that does that's my heart some good. Okay. That's growth. We like to see it. That's growth. <laughs> But what were you going to say, Alvin? I think that there's a set of people that are 100% struggling, right? Because a lot of the wage growth, at least recently, has been in like low wage earner kind of situation, but it hasn't kept up with inflation. Um, and I okay. and I do want to point out that we did have a period of about four or five years where inflation was fairly low and wages skyrocketed at every level of the spectrum on that point. So I haven't yet done the math on if the inflation has wiped out all of that wage growth, even though I know that it's wiping out all wage growth over like the past like year and a half. I know that for a fact, but anyway, so I will say from my circle, a lot of people are complaining to complain. They're like, Oh my God, like food costs so much. Let me go hop in my fucking Range Rover. But my, my, my circle is not, is not the average American. Right. So I think the average American is probably struggling with it a lot more than say like the, the mid career professional set. The mid-career professional set is is almost entirely, in my opinion, just just saying some shit because it's it, it feels like a wave, and they're trying to be like, oh, I'm just like I'm just like everybody else. I put my Ferragamos on one foot at a time, just like you motherfuckers, like kind of shit. But you know what the thing about that is, though, bro? Like they still don't. A lot of them people still be living check to check and still technically broke. It's just they're broke at a higher level. So check, so check the check. And, and, and I was talking to this online too. Like check the check when like you have like a $1.2 million house and you have like two cars and you like buy everything that you want. Like, like check to check in that circumstance is not check to check. Like, like a, a average American household, you know, 60 K two kids. I mean, like, literally like, so like, like I, so I, I, got do, hella dead. I, I agree. I agree you with know? you. I agree with you, but I also think that there's a bit of nuance in what check to check means for like some Americans versus of others. Course. Yeah, so some of these are like people are choosing to live check to check. Like you are living beyond your means by like millions a year. Yeah. But I do want, I do want to stress. I want to stress that I don't think that 
the situation that I just described with like those mid career professionals doing that, I don't think that's indicative of the average American. I do think the average American is probably struggling substantially with energy and food costs because that has jumped quite a bit. And again, despite the fact that we've seen like the data over, like I said, over that past like three, four years of like wage growth at every level, even at the, the quote unquote lower wage earner scale um, over the past year and a half, like any, any wage growth, it's probably been wiped out by inflation. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, like I think a lot of increases like a raise is like around, you'll be lucky if you get 5%. Mm. And then like literally every single freaking thing is costing more month over month. Like the prices keep going up. And then they always say, oh, we're, it's just, you know, we're going along with what the market is doing. Well, motherfucker, like the market ain't keeping up is is not conducive to what y'all actually paying us. Mm. Uh, at all. I like, also think that like, the market doesn't work to like make sure people are okay. It's just not, it's like by itself, it's mm-hmm. not an adequate mechanism for organizing a society. I think, I think, I think free markets are mostly good. I think, I think there are some notable, and I've talked about this before. I think there are notable market failures that like shoot a lot of lower middle class people in the foot, especially for example, education, higher education costs in the United States is a market failure. Um, health, healthcare yeah. costs in the United States is a market failure. So like regard like so there are some things where like the market will ultimately like correct itself, but there are some where they're 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 sticky. So for example, like um, energy and food costs are sticky. Um, healthcare and higher education expenditure in the states at least is a market failure because that shit just keeps going up despite the fact that it is not keeping up with wages at all. Um, has I would kept argue up- that right now like the whole cost of labor in general is like a market failure, like. The amount of productivity that is being gotten out of people, the amount of labor that they're putting in each week, and the amount of money that they're getting relative to like a livable wage is so far from one another that that's another what I would argue is a market failure. I would say I would say the only reason why I would say that ultimately isn't a market failure is because you do have peers where like wages like skyrocket like pretty pretty high versus the inflation. And again and again, probably the case. Yeah, and then, like years. Hmm? You said peers. Periods. Like- the people that's in the same period. Oh, period. So, for, so for so for example, like if you were if you were an MBA student coming out of like school between like mm. 2017 to like 20, honestly, right before the pandemic, and then like the pandemic recession lasted only like a quarter, and then like right okay. after that, like you got broke the fuck off. Like everybody's salaries okay. were like through the fucking roof. So like there are some periods where like some of these like kind of things like where like wages were clean. Yeah, wages were clean. Like inflation was okay. Infl- inflation was the average, and like salaries were going up like like a ton. Like the average um, salary coming out of my program went up like forty thousand dollars or some shit like that. But anyway, so like there are some periods where like the professional class has seen like some benefits of that. How much that trickles down to like the average American, which is not a, a mid career professional, is debatable. But it's at least some. But um, yeah, Josh, what's up? The way that you, the way that you um, describe it, or I guess speak about it, is I don't think it gives enough credence to the average American because like what you're describing is like the top ten percent of the population. When ninety other, when the ninety percent of people is being drastically impacted by all of these things that you just mentioned. Like, no, 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 no. So the fuck? What if a nigga with an NBA got a forty thousand dollars raise? They're like, it's eighty percent of us are still over here, goddamn. So, 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 <laughs> so one, like I've I've said at several points during this that like over that three year period that I mentioned prior to like the rise of inflation, right? Mm-hmm. That you saw increases at every level 
right? I just use that because I know those numbers more intricately because that was the life I was living during that time mm-hmm. period. Um, secondly, mm-hmm. if you look at it recently, like blue collar workers, yeah, if you look at it recently, also- the wage growth that has been happening because there's still technically wage growth happening that has almost been all targeted at lower wage earners. Now, what's happening now in that segment is that while those lower quote unquote lower wage earners are increasing in wages relative to even like the, you know, the, you know, the upper middle tier people, like the mid group professionals that's being wiped out by inflation. So I am trying to like hedge my stuff relative to my experience versus everybody's experiences. I want to be very clear that I'm not saying that my experience or the experience of any of my peers is indicative of the average American household making 60 to 70 K median. I'm not trying to say that that's the same thing. I'm not trying to say that like it's indicative of anything that those people are dealing with. Caveat, 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 caveat. Um, But the numbers are the numbers. I, I respect that. I would say probably the the period in the industrial era era where like there was a point where it was pretty good from a wage standpoint where like you saw a lot of wage growth and also relative to say like the CEOs of it like there was a pretty good ratio between like the average worker to CEO. I would say all that probably fucked up around like the the seventies once they started taking a lot of federal funding out of higher education in like at least in the states because mm-hmm. again the, uh, the rest of the western world operates okay. a little bit different but in the states they pulled a lot of funding out of higher education starting the late 70s into the 80s which means that those colleges and universities started putting more cost on like the students so like your primary metric of like mm-hmm. social mobility now costs you a shit ton of money and it keeps going up despite the fact that those costs don't keep up with like the wage growth mm-hmm. so like yeah. And what that's when it really fucking and are you saying that's tied into the cause of CEOs making because like the ratio between CEOs pay and their like workers has like drastically increased like it was like you know 20, 20 times as much you know back in the day at and now it was it's like 10. 400, 500 yeah points times. it was 10 you know okay 10 so are you saying that that's related to the co- like no the I'm, I'm just I'm, you, I'm just I'm not saying that I'm, I mean I don't think it's unrelated but that's not what I was asserting I was just using it as a marker of okay, okay. of like wages relative to to productivity versus like what the upper echelon in the company will make right it was just a, a indicator of, of of wage growth versus stagnation i am curious. so like did y'all did y'all did either of y'all watch that video of it was like a like a, a younger woman who had just left from you know from college and she was now like starting her first job her like her first nine to five for real for real office job and she was like i know i'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it w- it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here. Like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like 
a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out and i'm also getting my period so that's why i'm all emotional but like am i so dramatic it's fine couldn't couldn't hack it she was like it's nine to five but really in order to get ready and get there and get back it's more like you know it's more like 7 30 to 6 30 in terms of time that i actually get to myself i'm exhausted all i have time is to like scarf down a little bit of food kind of bathe myself do a couple of errands get to sleep and then do it again and then there's like two days of the weekend to get more chores done and then i don't have a summer break anymore so it's just this every single week for the rest of my life and she was like crying and shit and you know mm-hmm. obviously some people responded you know some kind of more conservative people were like oh my god gen z doesn't know how to work and bitch you go you you went for a rude awakening like all this kind of shit can i can i take can i take this one and then uh, welcome to the real yeah. world bitch. Yeah, 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 can i take please, this one because i feel i feel extremely strongly about this and i want to i want to split the difference yes, yes, as best i can so i have i have worked 40 50 hours a week i say my first full-time work after my first in grad school was 40 50 hours a week I'd say my first gig after my MBA was more like 60, 70. I'd say now I'm closer to 80, 90. I will say that when I was working 40, 50 hours a week, you're a victim. I was a fucking machine. Like I had this shit so fucking dialed in. Like my social life was fine. I was working out. I was cooking. Like it was fucking great. I just wasn't making, I just wasn't making enough money. My bills are paid, but, but to Josh's point, like I couldn't save. And, and that was, that Mm. was years ago now, you know, like, when I was making, you know, 40, you know, you know, when I was making, you know, 56, you know, 50, 60 K working 40, 50 hours a week. So I do know that like, it can be done. I do know that for me personally, the point where it gets difficult, where like, I don't feel like a regular person where like, I feel more akin to what she's talking about. It's close to 80 hours. However, yeah, I do want to say that just because I can do it at 40, 50 hours, I think that we all need to sit back and look at whether or not that's healthy, whether or not that's conducive, whether or not that's how it should be. Because I think a lot of people... Every time you get on this podcast and talk about like how you manage shit, it's always like, yeah, I was on Modafinil and I was... That was when I was in grad school too, bro. Like the... I was counting the range. I was in... I was at school when it happened. And so like... like, And I I will say that when I... Like when I... No one looks at your like level of high functioning and goes like, yeah, that's a healthy, sustainable thing for everyone. So like... It's kind of known it. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I think that like, even though like you can do it, I think that like, we don't sit back and think about what, what, what's conducive to the human experience. Right. And I think a lot of the people like challenging her about how she feels on those situations are like, well, I did it. So like, you can do it too. And not thinking about whether or not they should have had to do it. And I think that we need to think, we need to think critically about, and again, and I'm saying that as a person who could do it and whose life was Shit. Yeah, it was pretty okay when I had to do it, but it's like sit back and look at like your lives critically and think about whether or not it even makes sense that you even had to like work it out and figure it out and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I will also say that from my experience, when I had just like a basic like you know, and I, when I ran the anti-recidivism court and all that kind of stuff, like it was easy for me. That was a little bit easier than school because in school I was, especially grad school. I was putting in the same amount of hours as a job and then I would have to come home and then I'd have to do papers and analysis and do this data cleaning and like all right. this kind of stuff. So at least when I left work, it was like, okay, now you can go run. Like it was it, like it, it yeah. was, it was a little bit better, but I do think that we need to look critically at the systems that we've created and think about what's conducive and not what you can do because humans can do a lot of stuff. Like you can make a lot of stuff oh, work. Yeah. It's whether or not this is good for us.
that's the conversation that I think com- like videos like what that that young lady posted need to prompt and not like, oh, well, I did it so you can do it, too. And I'm saying that as a person who's done that and more consistently. I think yeah, I completely agree because I think that's one of the biggest grifts of like people, generations complaining about because it's, it's almost like some fraternity shit. Like, you know how fraternities like when you when you rush or pledge or whatever the fuck it is, they like beat you up and fuck you up and do all that uh what's it called hazing stuff. hazing yeah hazing stuff and then you never are going to get to get like revenge or come up as to like the people who did that to you but your payment is that you get to then be that and do that to some to the next generation of people and mm-hmm. i feel like in a lot of these rackets it's like oh well i was made to do xyz terrible things in my childhood in my young adulthood therefore the next generation needs to understand that this is a thing that they should expect and they should never ask for more and I think that that's just that does a disservice to all of us, including the older generations who should be able to be who should kind of think like, no, like you were exploited and you can't go back and get that time. But you can make sure that the next generations aren't exploited in the same way. And that doesn't that doesn't hurt you. Like, I know it kind of seems like somehow it's taking away from you for for subsequent generations to ask for more. But it doesn't. It's not a it's not a war against younger people at all. Yeah. The opposite. Of I that. think people should I think that's, people should ask for the most in any situation right if you you know it's it's like if you miss you know shooting for the you know shooting for the moon you're still amongst those stars type bullshit ask for the most like don't 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 go in and lowball yourself like i think people should get what what they can get you're selling your labor like it it has value yeah yeah it was a it was a video i saw like a couple days ago where this this girl was talking to the CEO of the company about like, you know, the possibility of a four day weekend. It was kind of like having like a debate or just like, you know, they were just kind of like talking about this. Of course the, the millennial was talking about the benefits of the four day work week. The productive work that's really going to move my job forward that I feel good about that, that I think is contributing. I can do that in four days. What do I do with that fifth day? You know, how much do I invest in my own career and my own expertise in adding things? And how much do I do more non-work, throwaway work, which none of us want to do? Gabriel, is that a, is that a fair kind of assessment about what you're seeing? The extra fifth day you can do with whatever you want. That's the exciting part. So, And it just kind of goes to show you like where the, the, the mind of these boomers are, because the CEO was like an older white woman. Um, both of them white, but anyway, um, and she was just like, I mean, what are you going to do with the extra day? Like, bitch, what you mean? Like, look, live my fucking life, do something like take care of myself. Anything else. Literally anything else. Literally anything anything other than than fucking work. Like she, it's like she couldn't comprehend. And I did. What are you going to do with the Friday or the Monday? Like, learn pottery, go salsa dancing. Yeah, like, and she, go for a hike. And she had to try to like break it down as professionally as she could, and like it was okay, a you she did a really good job in the conversation. But you could tell by the end of that little video, I saw she wasn't and convinced, still couldn't quite grasp. And I was, it. I will say this, I will say this, and this is this will be the last point I put out there. I do think that if jobs for for whatever for whatever I have to say about my job, and I'm and I'm going to be very I'm going to tread very lightly here, but I am I am compensated for my time. Right. So what I think the barrier for a lot of people is, is, you know, if you're put in a situation where you have to be like me, you have to work 80 or 90 hours a week. A lot of people aren't compensated to do that. Right. Like there's a there's a reason why I continue to do this. It's because for working 80 or 90 hours, 
for me, I'm compensated to make that wor worthwhile for me, at least at least right now. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of jobs and a lot of these heads of these companies want you to put in that kind of work without compensating you well for it. They want you to put in that level of effort so that like it's not like and, and, and it's like they're not they're, they're paying you like you're working 40, 50 hours. So I think that if the boomers and the Gen Xers, I think I think we, we forget that Gen X is probably like the people most likely in like these kind of leadership positions in current state. If the boomers and the, the boomers are retiring, but the boomers and the Gen Xers want people to have that kind of drive to like work that kind of kind of, you got you gotta you gotta compensate people for that shit in the current it. state like i love yeah. i love the fact that gen z wants their compensation like i i will say this i guarantee you that if you compensate gen z for those hours that gen z will be more apt mm -hmm. to work those hours but they're not going to do that shit for peanuts they're just not they don't seem like that generation and, and nor should it's they. not nor it's not possible yeah. You can't live off the damn peanuts. Yeah. Like you can't go to sleep. You gonna go to sleep hungry as fuck off them peanuts. Yep. Man, that was good, Josh. Damn, that was good. That was good. That was good. That's what you must think. I'm a Dumbo. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> Dumbo. Light nigga, dark nigga, real nigga, faux nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yo, can we uh, talk about first jobs? Get jiffy with it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what you thinking? Well, out. Like, so my first job was literally the hardest. My first job out of college was literally the hardest job I've had. Mm. And I worked the most hours and got paid the least. Mm. I used to go um, door to door, uh, like on the residential side, yeah. in a management training program. <laughs> so you basically like said, we sold uh, AT&T U-verse and shit. Yeah. From like, you know, every day was minimum, Monday through Friday was minimum 12 hours. From the time you got to get to the office, you go, you know, you have like your morning team meetings and like all get all hyped up and shit. You go out to the field, sell, slang that hot product in the street for about a good seven hours and then go back to the office, debrief, write your numbers down and whatever. And nigga, I had like literally legit had no fucking time to do nothing. And on top mm. of that, that shit was 100 percent commission. So if you did not sell nothing. You wasn't going to illegal shit. And on top of that, nigga, we had to work Saturdays, bro. Like, so it was Monday through Saturday with Sunday off. Imagine walking all day mm. from house to house. Mm. So I guess, uh, but. And it's hot outside or cold outside. Hot, cold, raining. It don't matter. Like, nigga, you like tough it out. Like, it's mental, a mental thing, mm -hmm. but. Mm. I learned a lot of shit from doing it, so it served like a purpose, but still, though, like that's. But they 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 stole from you. I would I would argue, like, yeah, you you learned from it and you got some nice experiences, but you weren't paid for your time properly at all. Like, and I feel like I feel like young young workers and like migrant or like tra like uh, transplant workers get taken advantage of like extremely in a lot of those situations where you're getting paid in like just commission and you're they're doing a whole bunch of like having you work crazy fucking hours for the promise of maybe getting a, a good like chunk of change and all of that shit should be illegal like which is why i say i think a lot of wage stuff is a market failure that sure you could i think it's fine to let wages naturally grow in the way that you said previously, like, cool, everybody, everybody's coming up. But I think that you've got to have, like, some stopgap shit at the bottom to go, here are the things that a an employer cannot do. And zero-wage commission-based work should not fucking exist. I agree. Like, in, interns shouldn't, like, intern, unpaid internships shouldn't fucking exist. And I'm, and I'm saying they shouldn't as a person. I'm saying that they shouldn't exist as a person who's done an unpaid internship. 
And I and I say that's all, exactly why they should. Yeah, and I'm saying yeah. and I'm saying that as a person who like that that set me up really well. Like I've never I've said on on plenty of platforms that after I did that I've never worked for free ever again since I did that. And I'm hmm. still saying that unpaid internships shouldn't exist. Well, no, because if, if if it's illegal across the board and you're in a situation where all of everybody is getting paid for those and it's required for, for internships to be paid, you would have gotten all of those benefits and have been paid exactly. something like a little exactly. the same time. 100% agree. Which is what you deserve. Oh, that was that was the one so, thing. That was the one thing I was going to say. That was the one thing I was oh, going to yeah. say. And I and I, I remember this. The only thing that I wanted to wanted to call out is that unless there are really tight controls from a macro level for inflation paying everybody more does lead to some inflation um so you have to do that but but what you'd expect is a competent central banking apparatus kind of like situation to be able to increase wages and control inflation at the macro level there's also a lot of in- most countries do it pretty well in my, like and i'm not an economist but i feel like most countries outside of the u.s for instance do a pretty good job of like raising minimum wages in step with inflation in a very calculated way you know calculating for the inflation result the, of the cause. so i so I, I think jerome powell did a lot really well during some really tough times i think jerome powell is is a phenomenal fed reserve chair in a history of very recent very good fed reserve chairs like he he basically used everything he had like a lot of the stuff that like should have been fixed after the point where he acted technically should have been congress so i think he did everything that he could but i did want to point that out um that like you can 100 percent control for inflation and increase wages if your central bank is competent and your congress is competent which We've had problems with, with, with more Congress well, than the Federal Reserve. I think in recent years in the states, our Congress is not competent. Like I forgot what dude it was, but he was like, "Let me tell you, they are these people are not sending their best and brightest to Washington." The fact that Jim Jordan almost won speaker is crazy. The fact that that was almost a thing is like insane. But I digress. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think with the with the job thing, I think that. All of the people who are asked uh, livable wage, I think, is like a like an absolute minimum. Yes, that any state that requires labor from its populace in order to operate as a machine is a minimum that should be guaranteed to workers. And if you, as a firm, are not capable of offering livable wage to your workers, then you are not a you are not a um, what's the word uh, sustainable, valid. What's the word that I'm looking for, Alvin? Viable, like a business viable you're not a you are not a viable thank you you are not a viable business if you cannot pay a livable wage in in much the same way that like the a cotton industry that requires slavery is not a valid business if it because it requires slavery to function if you require the people who work at your jobs to not be able to sustain themselves while doing the labor for your company you are not a viable business are we talking about well i i, I play like full-time work for full-time work yeah full-time work okay Cause I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm also thinking about like, you know, smaller startups, but startups can, maybe not startups is going to be the best thing, but um, like maybe just entrepreneurs who might have a staff of five people. The revenue isn't quite there. You know what I mean? But maybe I'm just, and they, and they, no, I, I, I I get what you're saying. You're you're right, Josh. Cause like startup, the whole startup ethos is like most startups pay you less. Most startups don't give you, don't give you a very good wage. At least not like, 
but it, most startups are like it, they give you they're equity tech sector jobs they're paying livable no they're, no, they're, no, they're not. no they're not what, no, no no they're not like most uh, okay, most okay. tech sector startups don't pay you a livable a livable not wage so especially yeah, contingent yeah. upon where where they're located right so they're isolated in like these areas where like standard of living is like extremely high so they're not paying you a livable wage so what typically happens is they attract a set of people whose parents can like not parents but like they, they probably have some savings from like other business dealings or or they may have parents they've got, or whatever. Some they've got something to yeah. fall back on they get like a lower wage with the promise that they get equity in that business and then when you go public or when it gets sold, then you get broke the fuck off. You're a millionaire overnight. So you 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 sure. forego these short term. If the business succeeds, if the business succeeds, if the business succeeds, yeah. Which isn't necessarily like that. Could, it could go one way or the other. But I I would say if you put it because okay, so to your point, Josh, I think there is like maybe when you put very strict restrictions on like what you can do as an employer. That maybe we lose some of the scrappy startup, you know, hustle culture. Like, hey, we're gonna make a t-shirt company together. Like, you you maybe lose some of that to an extent um, in benefit. But I think that what we lose by allowing employers to steal the value of their workers by not having those things in place is is way worse. So, mm. I do I do agree uh, to an extent. But I would say if you if you raise up the floor of like what you can what you are allowed legally to pay a person then startups just have to go hey look if we if we want to exist this is what the this is what labor they calls. just have to compete so we can't yeah. negotiate that yeah. we just have to compete because that's what you do with everything else you can't go like okay cool well we have we need computers but we can't afford them so i guess we're just going to steal all the computers this is what yeah. computers cost if you have a startup you have to you you calculate for that expense same thing with labor you need to raise more venture capital because in order to pay you know graduate uh mm -hmm. software developers this is what you have to pay them yeah. and it's not negotiable compete or fail is what i or, think or, or make the, the or make the equity it. term so so attractive that like people are willing to take it mm. one or the other but i agree with you I think maybe that's a maybe that's a fair that's a fair you know because uh, as well potentially i take less i take yeah, less for equity was. in certain like i'm not gonna name names but i but eddie me and you had this conversation before there are certain companies where i was mm. like please please equity please give me a shot because you're gonna go put you're gonna go public you're gonna go fucking public and i'm gonna be a millionaire please put me on please but if put it's me some on. risky shit i'm like uh this this seems like you paying me in in yeah in trident layers of course you can pay me in gum in, in bitcoin with pieces <laughs> exactly it did you remember what eddie was buying a piece with bitcoin I <laughs> bro i spent i spent probably what like on that pizza I probably bought what would have been at the height, probably like five grand worth of Bitcoin just on pizza. Was it good pizza? Like, <laughs> was it worth it? Was it worth it? This motherfucker, the, the, the zenith of pizza, the world's greatest. Yeah. The world's greatest. It was okay. Most expensive pizza. Fucking had gold flake it on, it, like on that no, shit. Yeah. Fucking. Nah, it wasn't a good, it wasn't good pizza. Cause I, I spent the Bitcoin when the Bitcoin was worth maybe like, 40 or something yeah. like that so i bought like you know three or four pieces with that shit and it was kind of whatever pizza like it was it was semi-gourmet but then if i had kept that shit like six months after that it was worth waiting imagine so, all the pieces you could have i could have had so much pizza bro so, so much, much pizza. better pizza like you could have flipped that pizza so you could have flipped that pizza you could have been on the side of the road That's what yeah. I'm saying. Buying i could have been the papa john the papa right. you could have been slinging pies to the homeless my nigga Oh, the real, the real I could have really built an empire <laughs> off of repurposed pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> repurposed hey, pizza is crazy. All right, all right, pizza. all right. On on th on that note, on that note, 
if you are trying to repurpose your Bitcoin purchase pizza to to the homeless, you might be waving a red flag. Um, on the same <laughs> note, if you are unwilling to go um, on a Cheesecake Factory date for the aesthetic, you might be waving a red flag or green flag, depending on the, the perspective of the members of this here podcast. Depending on which city you're from. Yeah, yeah. depending on which city you're from. Which city? Hey, man. You know, Raleigh, North Carolina. That's basically you know, Miami. The, like the, 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 none, the, you know, really. Cheesecake Factory might be the bee's knees there. Um, mm. But yeah, this has been Cheers. Waving the Red Flag. Um, we are, again, one of the podcasts of all time. Um, it has been mm. Edward, Alvin, Joshua. One of the top thousand for sure. I don't know, man. Did he say one of the podcasts of all time? Yeah. One of the podcasts one of all of time. One of the podcasts of I all knew. time. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah you damn right about that. One hundred percent. If you want to catch it, if you want to catch up on some of these references that we keep making and we keep saying, you know, like check out the Patreon, please make sure that you check us out on the Patreon. Um, join us um, and the rest of the community on the Discord. Um, all of that comes as like a package deal to kind of get to know some, you know, some insider kind of stuff and references that we've been we've been talking about kind of. Kind of a lot on this particular one. Uh, make sure that you follow us time. on on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, uh, wherever waving the red flag is sold. We're also on Twitter sometimes. Edward, did it's I not known anything? to the city of California to cause cancer. We're safe. Um, oh, just that, like, if you're on spot, if you're listening to us on Spotify right now, we do offer all of that bonus content for membership, so you can you can join the community on Spotify. Same thing for YouTube by becoming a member. So you've got three different options if you want to join the community and actually like get the full podcast experience and understand all these references that we're making. Yeah, and that has been uh, waving the red flag podcast. Everybody, peace, peace. Ladies and gentlemen, now we conclude WTRF, bringing you the biggest bitches. No. The biggest bitches on online. The biggest bitches and the baddest things. That's a fucking. <laughs> the biggest bitches and the baddest. That's thing. a fucking Charles Barkley reference. You remember how? He, I know Eddie don't know, but you remember Josh when he kept talking about the the yeah. big women in San Antonio, and they made him stop saying that shit. San Antonio is a wonderful city, but <laughs> no, we really don't need to do this again. I'm just saying, but they got some biggest down there, Ernie. Oh. 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 I know that woman ain't from here. Yeah, they flew her in know. from Dallas. No. I bet you couldn't do that to them big-ass women in San Antonio. Oh. <laughs> I've heard from some complaints from the people of San Antonio, and they want me to apologize. That, but that's not going for. Me joking about those big old women down in San Antonio. <laughs> I want to apologize to the women of San Antonio. I had churros last night. <laughs> <laughs> I see what all the excitement is about. Yes, yes. I don't know why I thought he was going to say it made nothing but But he doubled down on yeah, that shit. Every, it, was like, it was like a year where he was like, these big ass women in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Linebacker. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. R.I.P. to Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Shout out. No one knew what life was going to be this way. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching Studio Damn. 60 tonight, man. It was ahead of his time. Mm. Mr. Sunshine, sleeper, sleeper, sleeper hit sitcom. Yeah, we're just riffing. We're just Friends. riffing now. We're just riffing now. No, it's a real show. I didn't make that up. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with airline Friends, food, the white you know? version of living single. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in a nineties kind of world, I'm glad I got my girl. Yo, need- <laughs> oh, girl, stand it to my left and my right, true blue. <laughs> I don't know where you're gonna put that shit in, but that needs to make it to the cut, man. I don't know where you're gonna put it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they need to do a friends reunion and a living single like reunion, like 
like reboot and have them like cross cross crossover. Yeah. yeah, crossover. That shit would hit. Friends was literally the white version of Living Single. That's yeah, all it was. because that like honestly, imagine like all the Living Single cast. They're now like bougie fifty something year old like successful black folks, and like the the folks from Friends like come over for like a dinner party or some shit. And somehow calls out the fact that they copied their whole flow from from Living Single would be yeah. a hilarious episode. I'd, I'd watch. It'd be that. crazy. Like Overton's yeah. like looking at Joey and like they're basically their character serve the same function kind of shit. And if I ain't had these knobby knees, I could have been a table dancer. Watch this. My grandmother's. <laughs> I got it from her when she moved to Florida. Otherwise, I could never afford a place like this. So if the landlord... Like, do I know you? I'll watch that yeah. special for sure. Do I, yeah, do I know you? They were dressed the same. Yeah, I, yeah. I can, just see, I can see like Joe was saying, do I know you? And Obis was like, mm, maybe we have met yeah. you. Yeah, yeah.